0: At 8 p.m. on Fridays, join us as we summarize the weekly lesson review of the Adventist Church on Hope Stream Affair. Hello, welcome to Weekly Bible Study Review with Pastor Solomon or Yembuchi This is a summary of lesson 11 of our weekly lesson studies. The title of this lesson is Sharing the Story of Jesus. Our key text is taken from First John 5, verse 13. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Shall we pray? Thank you, Heavenly Father, for giving us this opportunity to study your word again this moment. Please, Lord, speak to our hearts and change us to become better to the honor and glory of your name. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. People may argue with your theology, debate about your doctrines, question your understanding of Scripture. But when you say, I was once a drunk, but the gospel of Christ changed me, they become helpless to resist the power of the gospel. Nothing argues more for the power of the gospel than a personal testimony of a changed life. If our witness is merely trying to prove to others what we believe is right we will fatally lose the battle but a witness characterized of personal testimonies of how jesus healed our quick temperedness cured our selfishness gave us more peace and how he changed our lives completely then we will make all the difference and those we witness to will more likely accept christ jesus the basis of our testimony ephesians chapter 2 from verse 1 to 2 and you had quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walked according to the curse of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. The personal story of every believer should be the story of how Jesus changed our lives and what he's continued to do for every one of us. In Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 2 to 10, Paul reminds us that before we knew Jesus, we were dead in trespasses, walking according to the curse of this world, and after the desires of the flesh. But after we knew him, we were quickened by the grace of God, and now we have been ordained to walk after righteousness. After we knew Christ, our lives took up a new purpose and a new meaning. This amazing change should not be kept secret. It should be told to the world, And when we do, it will become a powerful witness of the power of the gospel and we will attract men and women to Christ. Ephesians 2 verse 10 tells us that we do not only need faith to be saved, we also need good works to be saved. The transforming power of personal testimony. Mark chapter 3 verse 17. And James, the son of Zebedee and John, the brother of James, and he surnamed them Poaneges, which is the sons of thunder. Jesus personally surnamed James and John the sons of thunder. Once the disciples were traveling through Samaria, when they tried to find a place to lodge at night, they were met with opposition because of the prejudice against the Jews. Then James and John said to Jesus, Lord, do you want us to command fire? to come down from heaven and consume them, just as Elijah did? Luke chapter 9, verse 54. They were rebuked by Jesus, and they left quietly. One lesson to learn from here is that Jesus' way is not the way of violence, but the way of love. Ellen White writes in The Desire of Ages, page 22, The exercise of force is contrary to God's government. He desires only the service of love. Another lesson to learn is that the quick temperedness of James and John were transformed by Jesus, and he can transform us even now. In time, James and John became very compassionate and loving disciples. This is the reason we find John using the word love about 40 times in his first epistle alone, and about 50 times in its various forms in his writings. John declares in his personal testimony in 1 John chapter 1, verse 3, That which we have seen and heard, declared we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. What is your personal testimony, and how are you witnessing with that testimony? Telling the story of Jesus, Matthew 8, 28-29. And when he has come to the other side into the country of Gegenesins, there met him two possessed with devils, coming out of the tombs, exceeding fierce, so that no man might pass by that way. In Matthew eight, twenty eight to twenty nine, Jesus healed some demoniacs who were tormented by the devil, and who terrorized the neighborhoods and the neighboring villages. When Jesus healed these demoniacs, they became completely changed. Jesus restored them physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. In appreciation, these demoniacs wanted to stay, but Jesus instructed them to go to their home, to go meet their people. Why did Jesus refuse these former demoniacs from staying back? Their villages needed to hear their story. Jesus did not want to let the opportunity of letting this miracle go unnoticed. Jesus wanted them to tell what they knew, what they saw, what they heard, and what they felt, so that their personal testimonies will attest to the fact that the gospel is powerful. In the same way, Jesus wants our communities, our families, offices, and neighborhoods to hear our stories. Why not begin telling the world what Jesus has done for you right now? You never can tell how many persons that are waiting for your story to follow Jesus testifying with assurance 1st John chapter 5 verses 11 to 13 and this is a record that God had given us to eternal life and this is life in his son the scripture gives us assurance that empowers us to testify of our salvation we must have a personal assurance of the salvation of Christ. We cannot share it with others if we do not believe it. We can only share what we believe and what we already have by faith. But the good news is that we are already saved as long as we can look unto Jesus, as long as we can look unto God this moment. God says in Isaiah 45 verse 22, Look to me and be saved, all you ends of the earth. For I am God and there is no other. God wants each one of us to rejoice in the salvation that he offers freely. He wants us to experience what it means to be justified by grace and to be free from guilt of sin, from condemnation. In Romans 5 verse 1, Paul writes, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And in Romans 8 verse 1, he writes, There is therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. As long as we have Jesus, we already have life. And if we do not have Jesus, we do not have life. 1 John 5, verse 12 The moment we accept Jesus into our lives, and the Holy Spirit takes over our hearts, then eternal life becomes ours that same moment. But we have to be mindful of losing it, because it does not apply that once we have eternal life, we have it forever. It can't be lost. Second Peter chapter 2, verses 18-22 to 22. So day by day, we should make choices that will prevent us from losing that salvation. Do you have assurance of salvation? If you do, what is it based on? If you do not, what is holding you back? All you need this moment is to say, Jesus, I believe in the sacrifice you made for me on the cross of Calvary. I accept you as my Lord and personal Savior. Please, Lord, have mercy on me and forgive me. Save me today and take me as yours. Then, begin to walk in this newness of life daily. Something worth testifying about. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Accepting Jesus comes with great sacrifices. We must be willing to accept to live a life of sacrifice when we accept Jesus. Jesus himself made this clear when he said in Luke chapter 9, verse 23, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. When we surrender our lives to Christ, our old life of sin is crucified. Romans 6 verse 6. As death on the cross is painful, so also is giving up old, cherished sins. Yet Jesus requires that surrender and crucifixion should be part of our commitment to Him. The good news is that the rewards far outweigh the so called sacrifice. The history of Christianity is full of those who, in appreciation of what Christ did for them, made tremendous sacrifices, even unto death, according to God's calling for them. Think about what Christ has done for you. Think about the blessings He has bestowed on you and your family. Think about the privileges that He has given to you. Think about the peace you have. Think about what Christ has done for your life. Think about how He's changed your story. Think about the gifts of salvation and eternal life. Think about His grace upon your life and upon your family. What have you given in return? What sacrifice have you made for the cause of God? In conclusion, nothing argues more eloquently for the power of the gospel than personal testimonies of changed lives. We need to tell our personal stories of what Jesus has done and is doing for us to the point that others can come to Jesus to encounter him. Please pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you again for this privilege to study your word. Father, please help us to confidently share with others the things you have done and still doing for us, that we may draw them to you. We ask you, Lord, to bless us daily as we make efforts to witness you to the world. In the name of Jesus. Amen. For questions and contributions, you can reach me on WhatsApp through plus 789 one six eight zero. Or you can send an email to Sabbath School Lesson Summary at gmail.com. God bless you. At 8 p.m. on Fridays, join us as we summarize the weekly lesson review of the Adventist Church on Hope Stream Affair.